0: Allowing 47 points to a three-win team uh, is embarrassing, but again, that's why you kind of have four quarters of basketball. So um, people on the timeline, they'd be panicking
1: as usual. I do like what I saw from Domas in that first quarter. You know, he just played overall, just an absolutely terrific game from him as well as from Keegan as well. I thought Trey Lyles coming off the bench was
0: huge. Again, he didn't you know, score a lot of points, but just his defense um you know trying to draw charges things like that uh rebounding uh just being in the right spot at the right time
2: welcome to the sports ethos kings cast it's daily along with my co-pilots elizabeth and naima what's going on what's up
1: y'all hey
2: first quarter pistons come out hot jalen durant scores 8 points pistons up 16 with 350 to go Kings look uninspired like a 96 Mustang. Pistons up 47-29 to 29 to end the quarter. Second quarter, Kings bench picks up the intensity. Shout out Keon Ellis, Alex Len, JTA, and Trey Lyles. Uncle Keeg scores seven straight points. Kings within 10. Plots with the signature fadeaway to end the half. Kings fight all the way back. Kings lead by three to end the half.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, obviously the first quarter was quite disgusting. I mean, allowing 47 points to a three win team, uh, is embarrassing, but again, that's why you kind of have four quarters of basketball. So, um, people on the timeline, they'd be panicking as usual, um, which is crazy, but, uh, yeah, I mean, they just looked uninspired. They came out, you know, flat on their feet. Uh, Detroit was obviously hitting everything and anything. Uh, Bogdanovich was just like on fire, um, from three point range, but, uh, yeah, second quarter, they definitely came out, you know, with a different mindset. Um, I thought that second unit came out and definitely provided a spark that uh, that was needed um, and got themselves back into this game. And then, yeah, De'Aaron Fox got going a little, so that was nice to see towards the end of the half.
1: Yeah, the Kings went down uh, big in the first quarter, but I do like what I saw from Domas in that first um quarter i think he had like 15 points or something like that in that first or first half Hmm. um you know he just played overall just an absolutely terrific game from him as well as from keegan as well i feel like even though we're uh the kings were down big in that first quarter keegan and domas really (laughs) like made it seem Rather like helped with the fact that even though we were down like 18 at one point, they kind of made it better. It would have been way worse if, if it wasn't for Domas and Keegan. So, but I'm glad to see the fight um, from the Kings in that second quarter. I believe we outscored them by 21. Um, it just seemed like everything was clicking in the first for first quarter for the Pistons, and then everything was clicking for the Kings in the second quarter. For so, yeah, like basketball is a game of runs, and Kings had theirs. So. Yeah, just a very, like, bipolar um, first half, but uh, good to see, like, they, like, you know, they didn't just fold, especially against the Pistons.
2: Absolutely. And to be fair, uh, the mass panic on King's Twitter was justified, considering this is the game after that Pels blowout. So I don't blame anybody for still being traumatized by that game and then going, like, what the hell is going on uh, with that first quarter? So.
1: Like yeah, the Kings won um in the end, but it's just like you don't want to see a bad start like that again. It's just not, it's just not good,
2: right? And and I'm sorry, De'Aaron still looks a little off. Uh, mm-hmm. he he did Is look it, more like I his normal like, set self.
1: Yeah, I feel like he might be nursing an injury or something because it's very strange seeing Fox like play like this, like not have um that good of games in the past. Even though t- um tonight he had, I think he had like twenty five, twenty six points, but like not like the regular deer himself.
2: Exactly. Third quarter, Uncle Keegs hits his second three. Fox bodies up Bojan for a steal. Domas and Fox hit back-to-back threes. The Kings defense looks the exact opposite of what it looked like in the first quarter. Fourth quarter, Keegan continues to launch bombs. Monk scores seven straight points. Shout out Trey Lyles for his defense on Jalen Dern in the second half. Pistons tie the score, but the Kings push their lead back to 10. Pistons implode, and in their announcer's words, the Kings look like they're getting stronger. Kings win one thirty-one to one ten.
1: Yeah, I mean, again, like just complete turnaround that second half by the Kings and everything. I I believe like somewhere I think in the middle of the third quarter there was this one play where I think three Kings players went for like a a loose ball, and that kind of just like uh. Sh- showed like they wanted it right like finally they showed up and they wanted to actually win this basketball game and like you know play with fight play um play to fight you know with heart and everything and honestly I just want to say I hope we never take Domontis Sabonis for granted because what he is doing is just it is it's literally NBA history you know like ex- like what he's doing is hasn't been done in a Kings jersey, and what is it, like, the past 10, 15 games, he's just been, I think, the best player in the NBA currently. Um, He's gotten, like, seven triple-doubles in 12 games. I just want to shout out Domas, um, and, of course, Keegan as well, but in particular, Domas, he just had a fantastic game, and it's just so fun to watch, and it's just unfortunate. Like, if he was in any other jersey, or specifically – a Lakers jersey or, like, a Warriors jersey. Like, he'd be everywhere. He'd probably be getting votes to start in the All-Star, but just want to give a huge shout-out to uh, Domas.
0: Yeah, I mean, the
1: second half obviously
0: went a lot better. Um, They obviously had the momentum going in the third quarter. Uh, You know, I thought they came out aggressive. um, I believe got up by 15 at one point and then kind of let them back in the uh, the fourth quarter. Uh, But, yeah, Domas, I mean... I'm happy they kind of, you know, didn't settle for threes this game uh, as much, which I'm happy about because obviously um, there was no paint defense with Detroit. I mean, we could just pretty much attack anywhere and everywhere, especially Domas was just doing his thing against um, Duran and he was doing his thing against Wiseman. Uh, So it was nice to see that. I mean, he just continues to prove, um, you know, to us at least that, you know, we should be grateful for a guy like Sabonis just who facilitates the offense. Um, but who who can be aggressive and get a bucket when he needs to. Uh, Keegan Murray obviously had a great game. He went off, um, especially in that second half, just the step backs, uh, you know, the fadeaway jumpers, things like that. I mean, it's just so fun watching Keegan grow uh, here in year two. And then uh, I got to give a shout out to Kevin Herter. I thought Kevin Herter, yes, he didn't score very many points, but I thought his defense was actually really fucking good tonight. Um, He was hustling, getting those 50-50 type of balls, uh, rebounding, kind of doing everything you need. To do when you're not scoring points, and also um, I thought Trey Lyles coming off the bench was huge. Uh, again, he didn't you know score a lot of points, but just his defense, um, you know, trying to draw charges, things like that, uh, rebounding, uh, just being in the right spot at the right time, kind of thing, and just hitting some timely threes. And then um, obviously Malik Monk coming off the bench, you know, providing that spark as usual. Uh, you know him and Domas that two two man game was just basically working all freaking night, um, and will continue to work pretty much all season i mean it's pretty hard to stop um leak monk when you have him coming downhill and then if he needs to dish if he could throw up a layup off the high glass like i mean what he does on a nightly basis is just crazy so um yeah they got the win that's all that matters at the you know the end of it it was not pretty by any fucking means uh but they basically had a 40 you know one point swing and you know ended up winning this game by 21 points so um shout out to the beam team and uh yeah on to the next one
2: well said, and I just left out the Kings uh, did not live and die by the three. They only shot a third of their shots from the arc, so I think that's just how it should go early on. If your shot's not falling, let Domas go to work. And granted, this isn't going to work with every team, considering there are other centers out there that can handle um, Sabonis. But yeah, if you're facing a lesser center that Domas could totally handle business with, let him cook. And our shots will fall eventually, which is what happened tonight.
3: Manny, what's happening? What's up, man? Normally, I'm like, though, I'm very like, eh, they got the win. That's cool. Um, Take out know, my night went real quick. So a, a friend of mine worked with the Pistons organization through the uh championships they had before the Bulls came around. He then went to work with the NBA. He's from Detroit. So he's always kinda kinda gave me insights on a lot of stuff. And we always go back and forth because obviously I was a Bulls fan and he's a Pistons fan. So I turned on the game yeah. with like I didn't turn on the game till like four thirty because I was finishing up work. I saw they were down twenty. He hits me up, he's like, Oh, it looks like we're we're working, you guys. But don't worry. You you'll you'll be leading soon. So I started laughing, watched a little bit, went to go pick up the little one, and in the middle of that, he hits me back like, Congratulations. like that's how bad we are and that's my thing with like Detroit is like for me in this particular just this one game like I yeah it's cool they won but I'm not happy like other than the win like I'm not happy about anything like it wasn't so much to me that like the Kings played so great in the second third and fourth quarter which obviously individually a lot of them did but it's it's more about this is also a product of the ineptness of Detroit like So it's being able to be down twenty to such a horrible team that you even have a chance to come back because against a lot of other teams they wouldn't. I don't know if they would have been able to come back the way they've been playing lately. So luckily it was against this team, and thank God they had broke their streak at one point because we really would have been losing our minds after the end of that first quarter if they were still on their losing streak. And that's the thing with this team. It's like it's again like like everybody's saying with the Dr. Hecko and Mr. Hyde. Um, and then with the with the lineups, like the only reason I, not that I understand Mike's madness, but one, we don't see the practices, right? So we don't know what's really going on all the time in the practices and how these some of these guys that are trying to get minutes are performing. We don't know how Sasha's doing in practices. We don't know how Kessler, all of them. So I think some of that is in tune with that also, and like you said, Daily, um, I think a lot of it too is about we know who. We know who the foundation is. It's up to everybody else to give Mike a reason not to take them out of the lineup, right? And when you're building, and this is only that like, we, we've we gone back and forth on this whole, you know, where are they at right now? They're only in their second year. There's a bunch of these guys you're not going to see again after this year. It is what it is. They can be fan favorites as much as they want to be. But for this team to move forward, you're going to see by the time they get to that finished product of, you know, championship caliber team, there's going to be three or four of these guys at least that aren't going to be part of that. And they would have been part of the whole building of it. They're just not going to be part of that final product. And that's just, you know, that's Mike, I think, and being in situations in Cleveland and LA and, and, and golden state and seeing like, I think he has a vision. I don't think everybody understands that vision, but for me, that's not for me to see the vision. He ended the 16 year drought. You got, you got my attention for the next couple of years before I even start going bananas on him. So, yeah, at times I get frustrated when sometimes when I see some of the lineups or guys going from 20 minutes a game to DMPs. But at the same time, I'm like, I kind of understand, Mike. Like, you're building this from ground up and there's some accountability. And, hey, if you don't come to play or, you know, the whole thing with, like, I hear people, the biggest one. sorry, I always hear about how hurt or the you know, before the season started, it threw him for a loop when he got singled out. It's like, dude, that's part of, you're not a core player. You've never been a core player on any team. You're always going to be, you know, part of a rotation. So you should never ever think, you should never have your mindset where you think if you get taken out of starting lineup that mentally you should crumble or that you should get mad. Like, you're a, you're an additional piece. You're always going to have to fight for your position, whether it's being part of the starting lineup or being the sixth man or seventh man like that's what it is and you you don't you don't get the benefit of somebody like DeAaron obviously or Monk or even even Harrison to a, to an extent who's been in the league long enough and been part of teams so it's either either get your mental's up or you're going to find yourself on another team and that's just what it is and, and nobody's going to sit there and feel sorry for you cuz you're going to go to another team and have to have to fight for a position there too so i mean it is what it is you know what i'm saying
2: 100 percent thank you manny always appreciate you ross what's happening
4: yo what's up everybody um that was a f- hilarious game uh, um so many emotions on twitter and i'm not gonna act like i'm innocent I, they got me um but it is what it is this team's been all over the map um but you know what at the end of the day we we always talk about three-point shooting And I think they started zero for seven and something like one for 10. And I don't want to say it's as simple as three point shooting, but the way this team is currently designed, I think I saw a tweet from somebody that said, when we shoot above 36% from three, we're like 19 and three or something like that. Um, so that's kind of how this team is built currently constructed because of our starting lineup, um, Barnes and Herter, they kind of just sit out at the – and this isn't even a knock on them. They kind of are asked to just sit out at the three-point line and let Fox and Domas kind of create something, and they're asked to knock down threes. Um, The one pushback on them I'll give is last year, Barnes was um, able to get to the basket and get us these um, free throws in like crucial times when somebody would go on, Like a 6-0, 8-0 run He would get to the basket, he would slow the momentum Of the game down and he would get us free throws And for whatever reason He's not doing that this year And it's actually shown in the numbers I think he averaged 5 last year And he's only averaging 2 this year Um, And as far as Kevin Herter I want that man to take Two less dribbles He's dribbling right past that free throw line Jumper and taking this tough Kind of fade away From about 8 feet which is one of the hardest shots in the game He he was so good last year at just kind of stopping at that free throw line and pulling the jump shot and that is nowhere to be found for whatever reason this year I don't know if he's in his head or what trying to get closer to the basket and then it kind of closes up but um and then the third guy is Keegan Murray and this is like one where I'm going to actually ask Kings fans to maybe you know zoom out and um think about what this guy is like in year three or year four and think about if maybe we rushed a trade and kind of like blew it up in our face um you could see tonight his development like this is game i think 100 for keegan murray which is insane i mean 13 of 16 he's showing that he can rebound now he's he might be up there with our best defender with Fox right now on the team. And the guys only played a hundred games. So you got to think Fox and Domas are two solid pieces that you don't have to worry about. We're kind of relying on a Keegan Murray that we are watching develop to be a key piece to this team. So as much as we want him to be that fully developed piece, he's, he's going to be our guy moving forward hopefully for the next 5 however many years you want to call it so um if we rush things and we kind of screw it up you know it's it's a little scary when you think about slow playing it and what it looks like if oh maybe you know a good trade isn't there and like i said last bases we just have to ride it out and whether it's a play in game or we we're the 5th or 6th seed and we get bounced in the first round one more year of Keegan Murray development next year, and maybe some off season trades or a free agent signing, maybe that is the most realistic um outcome for this team, so that's just something I'll put out there and lastly, um, I hear a lot of people saying last year's team was so much better, and I'm gonna push back on that um last year's team was bottom five in defense and There was so many injured teams and bad teams last year. We can all admit that the NBA like as a whole is so much better this year than last year, right? We're I think we're six or seven games win-wise ahead of where we were last year, and we're, I think, seventeenth or eighteenth, somewhere in there in defense. We're better defensively on paper. So are we misremembering last year just because we it was such a fun. One year, and it was the come up, or was last year's team truly better? Um, I I'm not really sure the answer to that, but uh, looking at the numbers and looking at the wins and losses and everything, and the league being better, and us winning more games, you got to think that we are better this year. It's just not showing. A lot of the the little guys, you know, the Herder and Barnes and uh, the other guys just aren't stepping up. So as soon as they come around, which I'm sure they will, this team this team will show itself. Appreciate y'all. Everybody's making great points.
2: Thanks, Ross. And like I've said in earlier episodes, the fact that they're dealing with tweaked roles now—considering Fox is leveled up, Keegan is now a three-level scorer, Domas actually hits a three now and then—Herder and Barnes are shooting less. Their role has changed, so I don't blame them for for struggling with that a bit. I'm, I'm going to allow them that grace, uh, even though it's frustrating as hell sometimes especially when they lay goose eggs every now and then. So, Herder shoots one less three a game. Barnes yeah. is taking less shots from the field now. And we all know we've talked about it. Barnes is now the fifth option where he used to be the third. So, it is what it is. Uh, the roles have changed. Uh, I'm going to allow them some time to get used to it. Um, hopefully we we I still believe we do need help. We need a four or a wing uh, that could help out with the self-creation scoring. Um, because right now it's only and in- Yeah, less opportunities, and they're asked to do less. But I, I think when your role changes, it's hard to get a rhythm. Shout out Jaden Ivey, though. He's showing more than flashes of what he could be. Uh, his self-creation's on point. His shooting's gotten better. Uh, so with Kate out, hopefully he gets all the um, all the run that he needs, and all the opportunities that he needs to, you know, improve his game, to grow in experience. Uh, granted, he, he's on a shit team, so uh, it's going to be tough. Lord knows how they develop players. It's also with the second, his second coach now, uh, so that sucks for a young player. Uh, I'm sure Jaden Ivy with like a new Doka or mike brown uh would probably be killing it right now but yeah no i totally hear you uh all of those people talked a lot of shit on keegan and we all know that anybody who's really into basketball that's all they do is they dm me and say keegan nice trust me happens all the time ross what's up
4: yeah um I will fully admit I wanted Jade and I thought we could leverage that's a whole nother conversation and a whole nother metaverse. I don't even want to think about because we got my baby Keegan and he's going to play for the Kings for 25 years. Um, but as far as uh, the Domos and just the praise for him, one thing I wanted to say is like the numbers are great and all, but like the way he kind of is a, uh, like a coach and mentor on this team like you constantly see him whether we're down 20 or we're up 20 he's like talking to these young guys oh when i set this screen you need to cut it this point or like on defense and you see how passionate he is out there and something that really doesn't get talked about enough is that he's just his iq there's a reason why he's getting triple doubles is because his iq is insane um some of these passes he makes but mainly just I mean, the guy is such a good leader. He might not be like, you know, that in your face dog against the other team, but, you know, he's always encouraging people. And you just love to see that. And Fox and Monk are going to be kind of the guys that are talking in other people's face. But it's just, you just love that leadership of Sabonis. And it's just, it's just beautiful to see and want to make sure that goes, uh, seen
2: for sure. 100%. Uh,
3: we appreciate y'all. And we are out of here.